Good morning everybody or good afternoon or whenever time you're listening to this. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Now you've got to bear with me because your girl is sick. I've been sick for the last week. I don't know what came over me. My mum was sick so I think I just got whatever she got and then my best friend came back from uni and I saw her quite a bit and she was sick so thanks a lot Izzy if you're listening to this and thanks a lot to my mum because I still sound a little bit funky and I don't feel the best so we're just gonna have to bear with this episode maybe a little bit all over the place because I don't really know how I'm going to talk about this or what I'm going to do. I've kind of written down notes but I feel like I do this all the time. Anyway, how is everybody's week? I'm trying to post every Tuesday. Tuesday morning the podcast goes live at 6am. It's currently Monday and I'm filming this so I feel a little bit unorganised but it's fine. We'll get through it. We'll do it together. But yeah, I hope everyone is having the best week ever. I followed this girl on TikTok and she says... I hope you're having a great day, not just a good day. And I love it, so I might adopt that phrase um, because her whole content is really positive. And I just love that phrase because, yeah, have a great day, not just a good day. And remember that it's okay to not be okay and you're allowed to tell people that. So, anyway, if you can hear the Alexa downstairs, that is my mum because she's decided that she is a baker girl and she's making bread. Um, Yeah, she's not the best at baking, but you didn't hear that from me. If you ever come, and, like, my boyfriend will know this, if you ever come to my house and my mum has made, like cupcakes or something they are dry they are stale the girl adds random ingredients I love her to pieces but her baking skills are not it anyway I don't want to go on for absolutely ages because my throat kills but let's just get into this whole episode I have wanted to talk about this for the longest time and I feel like I don't even know what to say because it's something that I really struggle with but I'm going to kind of give you my advice and just how I'm feeling about it because hopefully it can make someone feel a little bit less alone. But as you've obviously seen, the fear of growing up, the fear of adulthood, the fear of going into your early 20s or maybe you're already in your 20s and you're just afraid of getting older because trust me, I get that. I kind of want to go into a backstory a little bit. Um, If you don't know, I'm 19. I turned 19 in September and we're now in like what, March? So I am going to be 20 this September. That to me is absolutely freaking terrifying. Um, Without getting too deep, actually, yeah, let's get deep because you never know who this is going to help and who's going to resonate. But for the longest time, if you follow me on any of my platforms, you will know that I have struggled with my mental health since I was like nine. I think I was diagnosed with anxiety when I was nine and it will kind of spiral from there. Now, that was due to childhood trauma. That was due to me being undiagnosed with autism, ADHD. Later on, I was diagnosed with BPD. I'm very open about those things. I never used to be because I was ashamed, but now I love to talk about it. You never know who it's going to help. So anyway, I had always felt very, for the longest time, as long as I can remember my whole childhood, which is so sad, is that I remember being really depressed and the fear of getting older and having that same feeling and that same emotion stick around terrified me. And let me tell you, it still does. There is multiple times where I cry to my mum, my therapist, my boyfriend, and I'm like, there is only so much of this I can take. I will always be autistic. I will always have ADHD. And they can sometimes impact my life in a very negative way. They can make a lot of things really hard. No, I would not change them about myself. I have learned to love them. I've learned to understand myself. But it can be really difficult. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you that some days I think, what is the point in me doing this? And the more demand I have in my life, the worse I seem to get and the more pressure. I don't do good with that. So 
when I was younger, I, okay, this is going to get deep, trigger warning, I'm going to talk a little bit about suicide and things like that. So when I was probably like 12, I started to self-harm pretty badly. I was in a very, very dark place. I had just moved country. I lived in South Africa and that was my whole life, my whole childhood, all my friends, everything I knew was there and I had moved to England. Now this shook me up. Culture shock was a real thing. People, the kids in England, not the same as they are in South Africa. Let me tell you that. They ruined me over here. I went to year seven in a new school, obviously. And again, culture shock, school system, very different. The way that kids are here, very, very different. Everyone seems to grow up really, really quickly here. And I was still feeling very much a child in that sense. Like, Everyone in year seven around me at the time was wearing makeup. They were having boyfriends and all of that. That to me was very foreign because I had never experienced that. And I was very, very emotionally mature as a child. I was always one of those kids that's like well beyond their years. But then the societal pressure of a 12 year old in this country is a completely different thing. Like I was an outdoorsy kid. I was a tomboy and everyone here was like major girly girl and I just felt so out of place there is someone building outside my room I'm sorry if you can hear that anyway so that was very confusing to me I also wasn't diagnosed at the time with autism or ADHD so I always felt really really different and out of place and the older I got the more pressure built and I was fucking terrified it was scary to me I was also a high level swimmer I was training eight times a week before and after school and I just feel like nobody got me I felt very outside of myself and it just led me to get worse and worse to be completely honest and it led me into a really really dark suicidal place if I'm honest and I actually wrote, again, trigger warning, I'm just going to say this, I wrote a suicide letter to my mum when I was 14. And as you can imagine, that to my mum was the scariest thing ever. She knew I was struggling. We have always been close and I've always been able to be open with her. But she knew I was struggling and she really did not know how to help. Remember, like, it's your parents' first time living too. So that was a very scary moment for both of us and I genuinely did not believe in my heart and I knew in myself and I had a plan that I would not make it past 16 and that kind of hit me. So without going too much into that, I'll talk about that in another episode if people want to know more in depth, but when I got to my 16th birthday, everything just kind of hit me because I felt like I was so old, which sounds so silly to me now. But it was the scariest thing because I had this plan that I would never, ever make it past 16. And that breaks my heart. It really, really does. And I'm so glad that I'm doing better now and I can see where I was in that place. And I've learned stuff and I've healed a lot. And I'm not completely better. I still do struggle, but not to that same extent. And I just want to give younger me a hug because she didn't know there was so many great things and I feel a lot of us can get caught up in that and not know how much there is for us on the other side even if we had never have planned it I never planned to quit swimming I I did in the end because my mental health was so bad and there was just other things that I can't talk about but it really felt like my world was crashing down and I had no other plan and I was so lonely and I didn't have that many friends I had friends yeah but 
I isolated myself because I was so depressed and everything and I just thought oh my god I've made it to 16 now what and I went to go see this college slash university with one of my friends who was planning on moving over from South Africa and I just remember on the way home sat with my mum bawling my eyes out because it was so terrifying to me that this was the next chapter of my life and I had never planned to make it this far and that scared me so much because I was always someone who had to know the next thing, was really paranoid about failing and wanting to succeed and I was just trying to prove that to other people because my school experience was a little rough and I ended up leaving to do homeschool and everything. I had this constant like battle of comparison kind of to myself and to everyone else around me and because a lot of my family members put me down for the whole home can't talk for the whole homeschooling situation I felt like I had to prove myself massively and it kind of became pretty toxic but anyway a story for another day that's just kind of my backstory about the fear of getting older and kind of where it started for me and trust me, that carried on as I got into where I am now. My, again, my school experience was very messed up. I tried to go back to sick form. It wasn't for me. I tried to go to a college, realised that the subject I was doing was not for me. And also the college were awful. I didn't have ADHD medication then. And I didn't really know how to manage myself. I was in a very dark place. Things were very bad with, um, that's kind of when the BPD came apparent for me when I was like 17. Um, a lot had stuff had happened in my family. I have a lot of trauma to do with my dad. Again, not sorry for another day. If you know, you know. So that all kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, and I crumbled. I crumbled for quite a long time, and I'd say probably in the last in the last year or so, I am kind of coming out the other side. I'm realizing a lot of things. I have matured emotionally, whereas before even though I was a very emotionally mature child I have kind of matured in this next stage of emotional maturity and don't get me wrong I still am absolutely terrified of getting older because I don't have it figured out and I think most of us don't have it figured out and it's this feeling of like unworthiness and just what am I doing everyone else seems to know what they're doing but in reality they really don't okay let's just talk about this I'm really sorry if my voice is so annoying because I don't, I think my voice is probably annoying in general, but extra annoying because of the fact that I have a sore throat. So yeah, I was talking about feeling unworthy and looking at everybody else in my life and feeling like, what am I doing? So obviously sick form and college didn't work out for me. I ended up leaving and I just worked. I found a job to do with horses because I have my own horses, I love them, and yeah, I just worked. I was trying to figure out myself what I wanted to do, and I was like, okay, fine, we'll take a year, we'll try and work it out, it's absolutely fine. So I just worked, and I worked, and I met new people along the way. I met my boyfriend, not at work, but I just met him in that year in general, and I did a lot of other things that very much aligned with me. I went traveling, which is my absolute passion, and I don't want to sound like one of those people who's like, you need to travel, travel is amazing, but it fully is, okay, I am one of those girls, I am one of those people that just are absolutely obsessed with traveling, would do anything to travel, that's all I want to do with my life, okay, and I went to Bali, I was there for a month by myself, it was great, I made friends, I met friends, I lost friends, it's all part of the learning process, but while I was doing that and while I was having like what seemed like fun 
and I was doing better and I was working on my mental health so I could be in a better place to maybe go back to school or find out what I wanted to do, everyone else around me was going to uni and this was a kind of punch in the face for me a little bit because I found that I don't have a friend at all who took a gap year or who didn't go to uni. Everyone I know went and I even had a friend who went to America and so I was like okay I feel a little bit stupid, I don't even have my A-levels, what am I gonna do? And I just felt really lost and really dumb. When I was speaking to my friends, some of them were kind of pushed into the whole uni aspect by school, by their parents, by just what society tells you to do. And I am here to break the stigma and tell you, you do not need to go to uni, you do not need to rack up thousands and thousands and thousands of debt for a subject that you probably won't even go into a career to. I do want to make a whole, whole episode about the school system and how fucked up it is, to be completely honest, because you don't need a degree for a lot of jobs that, you know, people are going to uni to get a degree in certain things, and then they go outside to try and apply for a job, but you don't necessarily need a degree, and you don't necessarily need to rack up thousands of pounds of debt to get that degree. It's different if you're going into, like, veterinary, or to be a doctor, or to do medicine, or something like that, but there is many jobs that uni just create random course for that you don't need a degree. Like, degrees these days are becoming less and less and less and less and less, because employers value experience. Think about it in this way. If you go into a job in say, um, I don't want to do this, I don't want to say a specific job in case I offend anybody, but yeah, say you go into a job and there is two applicants, one of them has done say um, an apprenticeship or has got loads and loads of experience and has worked before and then there's someone who's just come out of a degree who doesn't have any real life application, right, okay, the company are more likely to choose the person with experience because they can get stuck right in, they are moldable, they know how to like function in that working environment and they know what, how to apply it to an actual work setting, whereas a degree doesn't teach you that. Sure, you learn a lot of knowledge from a degree, but I'm saying you don't necessarily need to go to uni to get that knowledge, okay? Very big believer in that. Again, we can talk about this in another episode but I think that sparked a lot of fear for me until I kind of realized that I don't need to do that and I know for me school is not really my kind of place I love learning I am intelligent I just can't function in a school environment setting so recently I'd say in September I was kind of thinking and I was like, what do I really, really enjoy? And my burning passion for the longest time was to go into veterinary. I was always told I was too stupid. I have dyscalculia, so maths for me is a massive struggle. I did foundation maths in my GCSE. I ended up getting a five, which is the highest grade you can get in foundation, if you don't know. So I was very proud of that. But I had this issue that I was really bad. And I don't even own a chemistry or a physics GCSE. I did homeschool and I only took biology. 
more so because of my dyscalculia and the fact that I really, really struggled with chemistry and physics. And I knew that I was never going to need those GCSEs. I have all of my other ones that benefit me and I never needed those other two. So I just didn't take them. Has that ever affected me in a negative way? Has any job or anything ever needed me to have chemistry and physics? No, no, it has not. Okay. People were like, oh my God, oh my God. But that is because school conditions us in one way. You're all the same. It's okay to be different and it's okay to not have those things. I have my biology and I was like, great, this is great, okay. So in my, back to the whole veterinary thing, in my head, I was always told I was too dumb to go into veterinary because I didn't have the science GCSEs, let alone A-levels. So I kind of pushed that to the back of my mind and I was like, Ugh, I'm never going to be able to do it. I was doing some research and I discovered that you can actually do something as an online school type of thing called an access to higher education course. Now, that is a course that gives you a three A-level equivalent in the subject you choose and unis accept it. Every uni I've checked, it ha has on the um, application bit, it says that it accepts access to HE diplomas. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. There's probably not going to be one in veterinary, but let me go check anyway. There was. Newsflash, there was. So me, little me, who doesn't have a chemistry or physics GCSE, decided, okay, fuck it, I'm going to go and do this veterinary science diploma that's online without a chemistry or physics GCSE. And you know what? I'm doing it now. Did I need those chemistry and physics GCSEs to get into it? No, no, I did not. Will a uni still accept me? Yes, yes, it will. I did my applications. I might go next year. I don't really know. I probably don't think I will, but I know that it's something to fall back on and I will have that qualification. Now, why don't school tell you this? Why? Because this has been the most life-changing thing for me. And although I'm doing chemistry, physics, biology technically now in this course, it's all applied to veterinary, which it's obviously not if you're doing it for GCSE or A-level and it's more maths and like atomical based and all of that stuff, which I really struggle with. But because it's based to something that is one of my special interests, I find myself really passionate about it and really wanting to learn. So what I'm trying to kind of get across here is that there is loads, and I mean loads, thousands, millions, trillions of options, and that you do not need to do the same as everybody else. Look into your options. I promise you, there is so much more than you think there is. I feel like this episode is going to be stupid long because I've said stuff that doesn't even necessarily technically relate. Well, it does relate because it kind of ties into what I'm going to say, but a lot of what you will learn that makes you afraid to grow older and afraid of going into adulthood is what you saw as a child. What did your parents or your carers or whoever you were around as a child say? What did your childhood look like? Were you always told that it's really stressful to be an adult? And for example, like money is really hard to make. Money is so difficult and you have to work and slave away to have this like mediocre life. That to me is terrifying. Okay. That is a false belief. You can do whatever you want to do. Yes, stuff takes hard work, but I think a lot of times when parents will say stuff to their child and be like, life is so hard. Oh, hold on. I'm going to cough. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm back. I had to take a water break. But anyway, a lot of the times parents will project their inner feelings and stress onto their children or to those around them. Now that can affect you as a child 
more than you think and it kind of comes about in early adulthood when you realize actually I have that belief because of what I learned as a child so this comes down to a little bit of inner child healing and a lot of forgiveness you know I am very an advocate of it's your parents first time on earth too any adult you have ever met they are going through adulthood this first time too okay and we have a lot to learn from adults just because they're telling you that adulthood is really stressful and that it's this scary thing doesn't mean it's going to be like that for you and that you have to take on that pressure and that stress and strain from them you can separate yourself from their emotions know that they are learning but you can also learn and they didn't have the support necessarily that we had their childhood was very different from ours and there is a lot of adults that seem like they have it all together and because they're in this job and they have a family and they have a house but it doesn't mean they're actually truly happy or that's truly what they want or that they're put together you never know what goes on in their mind and what goes on behind closed doors just because that's the life that society says that you should have a job you should have a family you should be moved out by this age that's bullshit that does not mean that that is how you should live your life we're all just conditioned to do that so this fear comes from the uncertainty and the feeling unworthy if you're not following the set path that society creates that's where this like internalized fear of growing older comes from I keep coughing so I keep having to stop which is really annoying but we all want to feel competent but competence isn't a feeling it's kind of like this state of being but competence isn't a feeling safety is a feeling so how does safety express itself to you as a person there's so much uncertainty in getting older you kind of have to be really clear with yourself and work out what is your fear about and what makes you feel safe okay what do you genuinely think will make you feel safe as an adult because I guarantee you when you really really think about it it's not necessarily going to be the whole what society says to you type thing let me explain right safety to me is obviously having a safe space and a home not necessarily the type of home that everyone says you should have and safety to me is knowing that I'm happy in doing what I'm doing that to me is safety I feel very unsafe very on edge when I'm not truly aligned with something so safety to me is also Yes, I have this base of a home, but I also have the freedom to travel and do what I absolutely love. That to me is safety because I feel happy and aligned with my life. And safety to other people may well be going to uni and getting a degree and having a nine to five job. That to me is not safety and that to a lot of people won't be safety. That is my idea of hell. No disrespect to anyone who is chasing that and who genuinely knows that that life is for them but that life is not for me and I feel like a lot of my ADHD girlies or if you've done an enneagram I think that's what it's called personality test I'm pretty sure I'm a type 7 which is like the low-key kind of chaotic type and that's me having loads and loads of ideas and loads of these dreams and hopes and then I can sometimes struggle to put them into action and goal setting I speak about all the time but that is so important for 
growing older and getting over the fear because if you really think about it what do you really want to do with your life when you're an adult you have this whole new freedom it doesn't have to be this scary thing and I know it can seem like this because you've left the safety of school or uni or you've left the safety of your parents but you learn a lot from being uncomfortable that is a huge growth period you can either choose to crumble or you can choose to absolutely flourish there's a saying that like plant your seeds and you need to water them so they can grow take from that what you will but live authentically be completely yourself and just know that you don't have to grow up so fast there's this huge misconception that adults have it all figured out and that they're perfect and that life is so hard but the majority of the adults I've spoken to are just big kids trying to make it through and trying to seem mature but we're all just big kids inside we all want to play and have fun and live our best lives and see our friends and joke around and just be kids we never lose that part of ourselves but we're told that that's not mature which again bullshit I call bullshit believe what I say, trust me, most adults absolutely love having fun, nobody wants to live in this constant state of stress and like rigid, I need to be mature, I need to do this, I need to do this, we are not designed to live like that, a lot of issues stem from that, a lot of health issues, a lot of mental health issues live and accumulate when we're in this constant state of stress and trying to upkeep this like false image where we can't let our hair down and we can't be irresponsible or immature you can there is no rule book that says once you hit 20 you can't do this 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 and this there is so many amazing things you can do when you become an adult that you couldn't do when you were a child and you know vice versa but you also don't have to lose your inner child when you become older When you become older, it's a great time to heal your inner child. It's a great time to do all those things that your parent may not have done for you. And that doesn't mean you have to go have kids and show them that. You can also heal that within yourself and show yourself that because you deserve to be healed and happy and to love your inner child the way that it wanted to be loved. And I think that can contribute to the fear of adulthood because if you did have a difficult relationship with your parents or something like that happened when you're growing up, you were terrified that that's going to happen to you as an adult or you're going to be like your parent that ruined your life as an adult. But that doesn't ha- it, that's not how it has to be. I really hope that's making sense. I'm struggling to word this. But I hope you're getting kind of the gist of what I'm trying to say here. We don't all have it figured out. No adult has it all figured out. No matter how much they seem like it, We're all just floating from one day to another and the more stress you put on it, the more difficult your life is going to be really. You don't have to live in that constant state, you know? You're allowed to let your hair down, you're allowed to have fun, you're allowed to not have it figured out. Nobody actually wrote a rule book saying by 40 you need to have three kids that are 10 years old. Nobody said that. I know people that have had kids when they're like 50, my uncle and his partner they're like in their late 40s, they've just had a child, well, I mean, she's four now, my cousin, but that's fine, there is no rule that says you need to have kids before you're 30, that's just the pressure that society puts on it, because they're like, oh, and then you're going to get old, and then what are you going to do, but live your life however you want, if you don't even want kids, why have them, why, there's just no point, I found a cute little list online that says about things that 
are good about being an adult. So let me just read this whole thing. Sure, being an adult can be terrible. It can also be the best thing to ever happen to you. You get some more responsibilities, yeah, but you can also do whatever you want to do. No one can tell you that you can't stay up till 4am partying, playing video games, reading way too in-depth about your special interest or whatever you want. Nobody tells you that you can't travel anywhere and if you can figure out and make it happen. No one tells you that you can't get rid of people in your life that don't bring you joy and make your life harder. You can cut off anyone at any given time. You don't have to keep that cousin just because your mum told you. They're family, they're family. A lot of the time, if your family, and this could be even your parents, if someone is giving you that much stress, anxiety and hate and is not benefiting your life, just because they are your family does not mean you can't cut them off. You have every right and you owe it to yourself to distance or completely carve that person. Nobody tells you that you can't get a dog or a cat or a snake or a elephant for all I care nobody tells you that you can't develop your skills and knowledge in anything you want to and nobody tells you that you can't eat cake every single day okay when you're younger your parents may be like oh don't do that or maybe that's not the best thing for you or maybe you should do this and if you are a parent and you're listening to this you may have a lot of inner child healing to do if you find yourself trying to vicariously live through your child that is very damaging, okay, and I have had that firsthand. that it's a very, very hard thing to put on a child if an adult is trying to live through them and to kind of mould their life into their child, that is not why you have children, <laughs> you don't have children to make them become mini versions of you, okay, and you do not need to become mini versions of your parents, you are your own person, you will experience life, and the great thing about getting older and becoming an adult is realising that maybe your parents weren't always right, and that you actually don't have to agree with them, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, their views and beliefs that they put on you as a child is something that you don't agree with. That's a beautiful thing to learn and see. And once you kind of get to that point, that's exciting. You're like, oh, there's other different possibilities beyond this bubble of what I've known before. There is so many people out in the world that you can meet and things you can do when you're an adult and you don't need the supervision. There's nothing to be afraid of yeah, of course there's more responsibilities, but if you think about it, when you were six, you wanted to be a teenager because you thought teenagers were cool. There's a hell of a lot of more responsibility when you're a teenager than when you're six. Now, I would love to still be a younger teenager. There's always going to be more responsibility, but that doesn't have to mean that life is worse off. And it's completely fine to have things not work out on this timeline you created, when I was younger, I used to have this like whole plan of what I was going to do and where I wanted to go for school or uni or anything like that. And at the time I was a swimmer. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get a swimming scholarship and go to America. My life has done a complete 360. No, wait, 360 is a turnaround. Yeah, 360. And I'm in a completely and utterly different place that I would have never imagined if you told 13 14 15 year old me that I would have stopped swimming and that I'm not at uni in America doing swimming and it's not my career 
I probably would have burst into tears and cried and been like, what is the point of life? Because that was all I knew and I didn't see anything else around that. And that's also what was pushed on me as a child. They were like, okay, you're talented. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. We're so proud of you. And it became Loki my identity, which was terrifying because when I decided that I couldn't swim anymore and I wasn't enjoying it, I felt like the worst person in the world and I felt that my whole identity was stripped away and my family were disappointed in me. That's what it felt like to me anyway. And I was always that child that the family would talk about, oh yeah, Alana's really good at this, this is what she's doing, how amazing is this, oh she's the swimmer, all of that. And then when people couldn't talk about that and be like, well why did you stop, you were so talented, why would you throw that away? No! stop it because you just you can't do that to a child as well even if it's an adult you can't do that people have their own lives if something is not for them it's not for them and we have full choice and free will to make of our life what we want to and I don't have any regrets about quitting swimming it was the best thing I ever did it taught me so much it was one of the best times of my life but again I wouldn't go back to it it taught me a lot But it was also some of the worst times of my life, sure. And it taught me a lot to go into adulthood and to learn from and to see how my parents treated it and viewed it. And that taught me a lot about myself. So back to the whole, do you have childhood trauma that could make you afraid of going into an adulthood? Into an adulthood? Into adulthood. For me, hell yeah. (laughs) I did this work with my therapist and it made so much sense to me. And it's a very relieving practice to do. I don't know who came up with it. So again, I can't quote, but my therapist taught me about it. And it's learning to forgive yourself and others that have hurt you. And I know this can be very easier said than done. And it's not just going to be in a quick instant. Oh yeah, I've forgiven them. Let's get on with the day as if nothing had ever happened. But I wrote a letter to future, past and present me. So younger me, tiny me five-year-old me, ten-year-old me, whoever you want to write it to and I just wrote completely from the heart no matter how emotional or gory or depressing or amazing it was, I did it and I wrote those to again past, future and present me and I also forgave myself a lot because you need to sometimes take a step back and appreciate yourself and all that you've learned in this lifetime. It can feel like it goes away and moves on so fast And you should never have to wish your life away. I definitely did that and I wish I never did. I wish I lived in the moment more and that I didn't just throw stuff away or been like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait until I'm 15 or whatever. You don't need to wish your life away. You just need to live now and have faith and trust that everything will work out in its best interest for you and nothing is put in your path that you can't handle no matter if that's a child, if that if you're an adult, if you're 70, nothing is put in your path that you can't handle. It's your life. Everything is going to happen as it's meant to. So yeah, write a letter. Write a letter? Okay. Write a letter. Forgive yourself. And I also wrote a letter to what my childhood trauma was caused by. So without getting too deep into this, I have a lot of trauma from my dad. Um yeah I don't want to get too much into that I find it very difficult to talk about sometimes and it's a very scary vulnerable thing to open up about but I wrote a letter to the past present and future 
of my dad. And I didn't give him the letter. I burnt them all. And again, you can give them the letter or it can just be a relieving thing to throw it away or burn it. But I very much then came to terms with a lot of unhealed parts of myself and was like, okay, this is maybe not the type of thing I want to take into my adulthood. I'm going to try and let it go. I'm going to try and forgive and move past know that it's a part of me and that it hurt me and sometimes it can be really really hard to forgive and if it's something really bad it can be so hard to forgive but you can attempt to move past it and it's difficult especially as you're getting older because you start to realize a lot more and you're like why would they do that why would this have happened to me how was this fair who could treat a child like that okay And sometimes people can treat you badly or do certain things because it's coming from themselves. You as a child did not deserve what you went through that was shitty. No child deserves to have a shitty childhood or to have things happen to them. Sometimes, and the truth and the horrible thing is, it's the person that could be really unhealed that has broken you or hurt you. And you have to forgive them for that. You have to understand that they potentially probably did have trauma that made them the way that they are and if they're not going to change that you do not need to fight and push and I used to be someone who really really fought and pushed against the fact that like okay yeah it will get better they're going to try they're going to try and when they never did I would plummet and become very very depressed and blame myself a lot and it is not your fault at all it really really isn't you can forgive But you don't have to forget and you can, again, create healthy distance. But just doing that practice allowed me to become very clear with the emotions I had attached to that trauma and realise things that I didn't want to take with me as an adult and things that I had learned from that and things that I wouldn't do as an adult. And people learn things at different times. Of course they do. People heal at completely different times and that is fine. So it's just knowing that and accepting that and realising that everybody's on this different path there is no set way to have your life figured out or to live your life or to heal you don't have to be healed by the time you're 40 or 50 you don't have to be healed by the time you're 17 things like that take time and a lot of energy and a lot of mental capacity and strength and difficulties and it's okay to do that at different times I feel like that last bit was a little bit rambly and didn't really make much sense so I'm sorry about that but I don't want to go on about this too much and go too off topic but yeah there are so many great things why did I say but yeah there's so many great things about getting older it doesn't have to be this terrifying thing and you need to take one step at a time I'm the type of person that is like okay well once I'm 20 that means I'm basically 30 Girl, you missed a whole 10 years there. There's a lot of... Your 20s are some of the most beautifully confusing times of your life. And most people do not know what they're doing in their 20s. Most people don't know what they're even doing in their 30s. And that's absolutely fine. Just know that the pressure, the outward pressure, is usually from society. And I like to separate in in the fact of... Imagine it was not normal to have kids until you were like 60. We would all believe that because that's what society created. You don't have to live on this time and wavelength of everybody else. I mean, a lot of things in society were created to keep order 
a lot of them are very very outdated and also without saying this I'm really sorry if you're a man listening to this and if you're all my boyfriend listening to this actually I'm not sorry a lot of things were created in society by men for control okay again story for another day but you don't have to have it all figured out no matter who you are no matter where you are in the world getting older can be scary but it doesn't have to be any anyone you ask will have hopes and dreams at different points in their life you change as a person you grow as a person you learn new things you want to do new things and they don't have to be the same as what you wanted 5 10 20 years ago i mean if I look at my goals and dreams or whatever from five years ago, I can say that quite a few of those don't even exist or align with me anymore. You learn so much about yourself as you get older and you experience more. And that's the real, true, beautiful thing of growing up. And I should really take my advice here because I am one to sometimes sit, break down and cry and be like, I'm such a failure. I'm not, okay? I'm not. People want different things and if certain things aren't for me and I don't agree with the way that society pushes that on us, that's fine. That's good. I'm in a very good state of self-awareness that I know that and I'm okay with that. And also, it's okay if you want to take a gap year or two gap years or three or four or, I don't know, five gap years. People go to uni when they're like 40, You don't have to go to a uni where you live in. You can commute and go to your lessons and lectures like, I don't even know, four times a week if you wanted to. You can do it online. You don't have to. And also, you're not stuck. If you've picked something and it's really not for you and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is my adult life. You don't have to stay like that. Nobody is containing you and forcing you to stay in something you hate. Very big believer on life is so short to like why would you stay miserable why would you stay in something you hate if that is how you are living your life I think becoming aware of that and knowing that you know it's okay to be afraid and to not have things worked out and to not know what you want to do because trust me most of us have no clue I have no clue I have like 50 different ideas and I know what truly truly makes me happy But I don't necessarily know how I would form that into like a career or if that would make me money. But if it makes me happy, I'm still going to do it. And you'll find something that really aligns with you. You don't have to just go to a job because you have to go to a job. Yes, obviously you have to make money to support yourself. But if you're doing a job that you hate and in the meantime, just think of it as a stepping stone. Just think, I'm doing this job right now because... It's where I am meant to be and I'm using it and I'm using this time and say the money you're making it to invest in my future and to actually build my dream life. And I mean, that's what I'm doing at the moment. I don't want to stay in the job I'm in right now for the rest of my life. But then I'm doing things like starting this podcast, which is something that I absolutely love and that really, really aligns with me and helping people. And Again, if you told me five years ago I would start a podcast, I would be like, that's so weird. (laughs) Like, you change a lot, and that's the beautiful thing about growing older and figuring out what you love. It's not this scary thing. I think we all need to be a bit kinder to ourselves and to forgive ourselves and applaud what we've learned. Because life is bloody tough, but you know what? So are you, and we all have a plan, and we all have a path. And 
it's like a wave. It goes up and down. Sometimes you feel like you're on top of the world and you have everything figured out. Other times you feel like you're being dragged to the bottom of the ocean. And just know that the place you're stuck in right now, if that's a bad place, you don't have to stay there forever. Nothing is ever going to be linear. Nothing is ever going to be really, really bad forever. Nothing's going to be really, really good forever. That's the beauty of life. Everything goes up and down and we just learn to ride with it. And that goes into being a child, that goes into being an adult. Sometimes things get flipped on the head and things do 360s. So a lot of the fear you're creating of getting older is irrational because at the end of the day, you don't know what's going to happen in adulthood. You you really don't. Things change all the time. You meet different people. Life can just be difficult sometimes, but it's also beautiful and we shouldn't have to have this pressure on ourselves because at the end of the day, it's not the longest thing in the world. Make every single day you have count and just live it to the fullest as much as you possibly can and be kind to yourself be really really kind to yourself and talk to other people because I think you will be shocked how many people actually are like oh yeah I maybe don't have it figured out or I don't entirely know what I'm doing yeah I'm doing this degree but maybe it isn't exactly what I want to do that's fine. You're allowed to change career. You're allowed to drop out of uni if you want to, okay? It is your life. Do not live it for anybody else or for completely. Just don't live it for society. Just be yourself. Okay, I'm literally talking way too much. I don't know if that made sense. I really hope this makes sense because I really wanted to film this episode, but let's just, let me shut up for a minute. I need a drink, no, a drink of water, obviously. <laughs> I don't know how long this episode is, but I'm gonna leave it there. Um, If you do want me to go more in depth on this whole topic and things that I find have helped me and a more practical approach to it, this was kind of just me talking about how I feel about it and trying to make you feel like you're not alone because we all go through it. I still go through it. There are some days where I'm just like, oh my God, my life is over. And that's fine. That's normal. That is human. But yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you took something away from this that was actually kind of useful because sometimes I just feel like I waffle and I wrote notes down but I didn't even necessarily follow them because I feel that sometimes I do that and then the thoughts come to me and like I don't know if that's my ADHD. I'm getting better at trying to speak just from my brain and speak fluidly so that I don't have to edit as much of the podcast which is working smarter not harder, okay? So I'm sorry if there's like gaps and breaks and things that maybe don't necessarily make sense. But yeah, anyway, I really, really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I will be back next Tuesday. I try to get one live by 6am. And again, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want to do. DM me if you have any questions or want advice or have a request for the podcast. Please, please rate and review. Um, It's the little star at the top. That would be amazing because it pushes the podcast out to more people. And also, if you would kindly recommend the podcast to your friends and family, that would be amazing. I love you all. I hope you're having a great day, not just a good day. I love that phrase. And just make this week your week. Make every week your week. If you have a bad day, that doesn't mean you have a bad life, okay? Be kind to yourself. Practice self-love. And just be you. Okay, that is all I have to say for today. I love you and I will see you next week.